0: It's time to shake up that paradigm. Welcome to Infinite Banking Radio. Hey, everybody. uh, What a great day to do a podcast. And uh, it's a great day because I have an awesome person doing the podcast with me. But this is uh, Patrick Donahoe. You're listening to Infinite Banking Radio. Uh happy new year everybody. Uh nothing better to to than starting the new year with a podcast. And uh we got some somebody in the hot seat today, Mr. Ryan Lee. Hey. Ryan Lee, what's going on, man? Not much. It's great to be here, Pat. I appreciate you having me on. Ryan's uh Ryan and I have known each other for uh for a few, for quite a few years now. And uh Ryan is actually one of our new advisors, came on uh mid part of 2013. And uh, it's it's incredible to to have him. We'll get into that story in just a second, but let's uh, let's talk about some of the things we have on the horizon at Paradigm Life. Uh, most of you uh, who have listened before know that we have a a pretty interactive website where you can go on and learn about the primary services that we offer, and uh, it's absolutely free. And so we've we've just felt that there's a lot of people out there that are intrigued by what we do but are hesitant to actually go out and and meet with somebody uh, and see how it applies to them. And So what we try to do is is develop an e-learning platform where uh, we provide a a few dozen uh, 10-minute, 5-minute tutorials on some of the most common things that that people don't know about uh, the different services that we provide. So so make sure you go onto our website, www.paradigmlife.net. And, uh, and you'll be able to learn for free about, uh, uh, the infinite banking concept, permanent life insurance, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the newest resources that we have is, uh, a specific section of this page that is exclusively dedicated to clients. And so if you are a Paradigm Life client, uh, you can, uh, get access to this, uh, exclusive section. And so you can contact, Um, our client relationship manager who is here in the office. So just call us at 800-870-8670 and they will be able to grant you access. So uh, for those clients who are out there, we have some really cool things that are are already on there, Uh, but we have a lot of neat things that we have planned for 2014. So make sure you check that out. Also go back and listen to our past podcasts. Uh, We're we're trying to video these now. So you can go into our YouTube channel and uh, actually listen to the podcast, but also see uh, maybe not. It's not a good visual to see me, maybe, but definitely Ryan for this. Uh, for this month, some some eye candy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, Pat. Nice. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna talk about something that's uh, that Ryan has actually written a blog post on, uh, and uh, it's it's about an industry that's one of the most. It's a massive, massive industry and has a huge influence on. Uh, on all of us, whether we know it or not, and, uh, and it's it's the big one of the bigger parts of the financial services industry, and it's uh, the mutual fund um, idea and what a mutual fund is, uh, the industry around it, uh, the fees that they charge, and I mean we're, we're going to go into a lot of, a lot of detail. So let's first, let's first maybe start generally, Ryan, with. Um, what a mutual fund is. So maybe in a nutshell, let's let's kind of describe a mutual fund because I think most people have heard of it. It's the primary investment in most 401 ks or IRAs. But uh, but a mutual fund is essentially just a a basket of different of different stocks and securities. So instead of having to go out and individually invest in GE and alcoa and coca-cola and different different industries or sectors you can buy a mutual you can buy a mutual fund that essentially is managed by an individual who goes out and, and buys for you and you just buy a share of the fund right I mean, that's essentially what it is based on your research would you add anything to that I I think you're exactly right. I think
1: a mutual fund gives people the feeling that they're diversified Mm -hmm. without knowing what they're truly diversified
0: in a lot of times. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's very true because there's literally, you know, in some of the mutual funds, there are thousands of thousands of stocks. And you know, if you have a perspective on life that may have to do with some some moral, there may be some companies that don't share the same moral insight that you have into life, and you happen to participate and support their company. So it's it's interesting, just you know, just the mutual the idea of a mutual fund. It's become this uh, everybody has it. So if I have it, then you know, I'm not I'm not abnormal. I'm 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 okay. But at the end of the day, you know, looking what it consists of, people may not feel. Uh, as comfortable as, uh, as they think. Um, so, so one thing I think, uh, so again, these are, these are mutual funds. Mutual funds have not existed for, forever. I mean, they're a relatively new phenomenon. Uh, but it is a, it's a massive part of the financial services industry. Um, so companies like Charles Schwab and Fidelity, uh, you know, those are some, some bigger ones out there. We have Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs and you can, we can, you know, BlackRock, we can list all these different companies that are basically you know collecting billions and billions and billions of dollars from the american public that's a primary source of mutual fund money right it's it's they are basically you know the 401k idea people think that's the vehicle of choice that you have to participate in and uh and then you know mutual fund managers are the ones that get all that all that money so so Ryan I mean this kind of coincides with uh how we how you came to to start as an advisor here because you were in the corporate world, you got your MBA. You you man, you were managing a, a relatively large uh, section of a company, right? The sales section of a medical supply company, and uh, and that's and, and why don't you talk just maybe briefly about the the offering that they gave you as far as participating in a retirement plan or participating, you know, in in managing your money. Even though it's your employer, how what were some of the offerings that they gave you as a result of being an employee? It's a great
1: question, Pat, and really it's exactly what you just described. When I came on board as a corporate employee, I had the opportunity to invest in the corporate, you know, 401k plan which the, consisted this company of sponsored company sponsored company yeah. yeah. sponsored, right? And so they they kind of pick and choose the mutual funds that you can invest in. Yeah. Now, when you look into those mutual funds, for the most part, you have no idea what they consist of, yeah. but they categorize them in, you know, growth and emerging markets and things like that. Yeah. And Basically, when you invest, you you basically look at the performance of this mutual fund, but without knowing at, at all what 's inside of that mutual fund and choose to allocate your money accordingly. Yeah. I kind of think of the mutual fund's uh, system as more like a commoditization. Mm-hmm. Of of uh, investing in stocks, you know, when you go to fast food, they always ask you if you want to get your hamburger with the meal deal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a mutual fund's like getting a meal deal, right? You just put everything together, and it's a way to invest in multiple companies without truly having to do the
0: the legwork to know what you're invested. So you're in. saying like you you blend a hamburger and a milkshake and fries and. Put a Coke in there and just blend it all together and chug it down. That's Give me an upsize, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, and, it, and it's you know, and that's that's the thing is what what uh, the predecessor to mutual or to a 401 k's and qualified plans was the pension fund. And, uh, what's interesting is that a company was on the hook for pension funds. And a lot of the reason why there's been, you know, bankruptcies of not the primary reason, but a lot of companies have gone bankrupt because of their pension obligations. Look at the Postal Service right now and why they're in such hot water. It's because they promised benefits that they were on the hook for because it was more or less a contractual obligation. So companies realize this. So what the 401k did is it gave this uh, sense of value to the to the employee because an employee wanted to retire that's the you know the rhetoric of our uh, of society these days is get a job and put money into a qualified plan and you're gonna retire one day right and, uh, and people without thinking just assume that so the 401k essentially fits that role um, but as you said there's a basket of options that uh, that the employee is going to get now is the company responsible for uh, the 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 performance of those of those funds. No, I mean that's and
1: that's a scary thing. And that's that's the that is the scary thing. And that's the sad part about it as well. Before you know a, a pension plan, the the employer was actually the one that bear the risk of the employee's retirement. Yep. At this point now, when I came out of uh, college and I started investing in the four hundred one k. I knew very little about investing, but yet all of the risk for my future and my investment choices
0: was on me yeah so i mean so the, so the mutual fund industry is massive i mean it's a it 's a you know multi trillion dollar industry and uh, and it has a lot of con- a lot of control because the fees even though there may be you know have a half a percent here or uh, three quarters of a percent there uh, if you add, if you if you factor that on top of trillions of dollars that 's a lot of money it 's a lot of money so what uh, so let 's maybe talk about what uh, you know, some some things associated with your research into your blog, your blog. Like, what are some of the things that you talked about in your blog? That's a great great question. Really, you know, one
1: of the things I wanted to key on was management fees, right? Mm-hmm. And we're in 2014 now, and there's no better way to start off the year than by setting goals. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we set a goal, we can choose to change our behavior, and just that one simple choice will have a positive compounding effect for the rest of our life. Great, okay, great point. So I kind of use the same, the same logic as I looked into, man- into the management fees associated with mutual funds. Mm-hmm. So when you invest in a mutual fund, there will be a management fee. And sometimes it's really hard to determine where those fees are and what they're actually being charged on. But they are administrative expenses charged by the management company, whoever's managing your account for you, mm-hmm. and oftentimes they end up being in the one and a half to two and a half percent range. Now, one to two percent doesn't sound like a really big deal. But when you take it into consideration, the compounding effect of that amount of fees being charged every year, year after year, over time, it adds up to be a significant amount. So one of the main things I talked about in the blog post was the fact that a management fee is charged on the entire balance that you have under management, yep. win, lose, or draw. Yep. If the market's up or the market's down, your management fee is being charged. Yep. And the scary thing is the intention of being in the market is every year our balance goes up, right? Right. As our balance goes up, that 2% fee is being charged on yet a higher balance, which means our management fee is going up over time as well.
0: So I I did a uh, a – there was a special on Frontline. Uh, It was probably the spring of 2013, so the spring of last year. And it was basically one of the investigators went into, you know, his 401k and uh, the mutual funds associated with it and looked at what the management fees are and did his own calculations. And some of them were right. Some of them were wrong. So I did a response to that. So you can go look at that response on our, on our YouTube channel. Um, but just those, those little people think that a 1% or half a percent or even 2% is, is not that much of a, is not m- much of an impact. But over time, if you didn't have that fee, you'd have sometimes two, three t- uh, times the amount of money you would have had. And people don't realize the impact that fees have on the overall growth of, uh, of a fund. And like you said, win, lose, or draw,
1: the fees still charge. Yeah. Think about it this way. you know, in, in, We were talking about my previous life prior to coming to Paradigm yeah. Life. I traveled a lot in my previous life. And I remember, you know, running from airport to airport and you know, half the time I never knew what time zone I was in. <laughs> and I always had the assumption that if I showed up to the airport and I presented my ticket, my, my pilot would take me to the the chosen destination. Yeah. If you think about it in context of a, of a degree of difference and how this compounds over time, if an airplane takes off in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and its, it's uh, destination, it's off by one degree, mm-hmm. as it travels, if it's going from Los Angeles to New York, That one degree will compound over time over that journey, and it'll end up 150 miles off course just because it didn't course correct (laughs) in the very beginning. good example. And the same goes with our management fees. As our balance grows, so does our fee. And if we don't course correct now or understand what we're truly invested in, then we can have detrimental effects that compound
0: over time. I think another thing, too, I mean, you go to… This idea of a mutual fund and, and a mutual funds only, well, even just a fund in general, it's only going to be as successful as its manager. Mm. And, and you don't, I mean, the, most people don't know who the manager of their mutual funds are. And sometimes 401ks have multiple mutual funds in there. Now they have these things called target date funds where it's like a mutual fund of mutual funds. And that's even more of a cluster. <laughs> so it's like, you don't, again, you, you don't know the different course the economy is going to take. You don't know the different course that the manager is going to take, and uh, and there's been you know lawsuits over lawsuits and and uh, different cases of fraud and mismanagement. Just go to the SEC website and look at how much fraud is associated with just mutual funds in general. Because you put billions and billions of dollars in the hands of somebody, I mean it, it changes the way a person looks at things. And that and there's been a number of number of cases there. Uh, and funny talking about cases. I was doing an article and we will probably reference this on the on the podcast. Uh, but Ameriprise, Ameriprise is one of these, you know, big uh financial planning companies and and they also do they also do mutual funds. And so the Ameriprise Ameriprise employees have a 401k. And you I mean you probably guessed that who's going to manage the 401k? Ameriprise is going to manage it. Well, the employees of, of, of Ameriprise that have their 401 k with Ameriprise are suing Ameriprise for high fees. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that what does that tell you? <laughs> yeah,
1: that that that's a pretty interesting situation
0: right there. So and it's and it's funny because I mean you look at and there's there's you know we have some links on our on our uh, on our YouTube channel to other other videos and so forth that, that point toward this. Um, but like you said, I mean, go, going to your previous life, people are so caught up in their kids and caught up in their job and caught up in all these different things that uh, they don't pay attention to it. It's kind of like I'm gonna—that's not my specialty. I'm gonna go trust somebody else to 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 handle my money for me, and I'm gonna hope that they do a good job. And I mean, the worst thing is that it's it's diversified across all these different stocks, so you know, even if they maybe do make a, a bad decision, they still you know have you know, have all these other companies that they own. And that's a, that's a big, that's a big fallacy.
1: It is a big fallacy. And, you know, if we bring this full circle back to what we do here at Paradigm Life, it's all about control, Mm -hmm. right? And when we subject ourselves to a management company that charges us fees on things that we don't even know what we're being charged for, nor do we know what we're invested in, a lot of our future is out of our control. And one of the hardest things about planning for retirement is not knowing the variables associated with the plan. Yeah so mutual uh, mutual fund fees really affect that you know the overall balance, but it 's really out of your control and so with infinite banking, you have the ability to take control mm-hmm. to change the whole dynamic of how fees are paid and mm-hmm. really the value that you get from
0: putting your money somewhere where it can actually grow for you and it's it 's a different dynamic because you look at anything that 's tied to this and I, I have nothing against this, the stock market at all i mean we, we uh, there 's a, a newsletter in South Florida called the Palm Beach Letter. And, uh, and they, I mean, that, that's a lot of their focus is on just being able to take advantage of, of the stock market. Uh, but it's not through mutual funds; it's yeah. through specific companies and using different trading strategies. It's, it's essentially taking control over over your portfolio. I have nothing ro- wrong with that at all. The It's just the, it's the mutual fund side of things where you don't have control. But at the end of the day, even you know even stocks and securities and investing in companies, um, you're you're still speculating to a degree that they will you know keep the same course. They'll have the same board of directors. They'll have the same decisions, the same type of industry that or demand in the industry. Uh, but with insurance, it's, it's different, and we're not. Saying that insurance should be a total, you know, uh, your entire portfolio um, or your entire financial plan, but it's the it's the foundation because the gain off of insurance is based on a dividend paid by the insurance company, and that dividend is not this stroke of luck. I mean, the dividend is based on probability. And it's the, it's a, it's a science. Cause insurance companies, all that they do is they're like, okay, well, if we are collecting money from a lot of different people, we know statistically what the probability of having to pay somebody that's paying us. That's the nature of insurance. I pay a premium for car insurance and and I'm if I ever get into an accident then the insurance company is going to give me some money for that accident. Insurance companies know that, we know that, but they're collecting money from all sorts of different people and they know exactly what to charge to turn a profit and they've had that science forever. And so being able to participate in a policy that's with a mutual company you own Basically, a proven method that has existed for i mean who knows how many how many years, and uh, chances are it 's going mean things are going to change people are going to change there 's going to be you know changes to uh, medicine to people 's health i mean just look at a lot of the advancements in science. Uh, just knowing uh, more about our body and how to how to treat it, what foods to take, what not to, how, how to exercise, and what foods to avoid. I mean, we're we're becoming very aware as a, as a race, as a population, as to how to how to be healthy. And in that, that, all that does is help insurance companies. So, looking at again the two different strategies, it's speculating and hoping that you're going to have more money than you put in. Rather than dealing with probability and certainty. And, and we did last year, we did a podcast with uh, Eric, Eric McGuire about the economic value of certainty, but it points to that. So as you've been doing research and as you've been kind of going back to your past life as a, as a corporate, corporate person, I mean, how is your mind? Cause you were doing, we were doing business when you were an employee, uh, but you did a ton of real estate and you have been entrepreneurial for, for a while. Um, but how, maybe how does that side of, of you, how is it kind of, um, Uh, working with this other side of what you should be doing from an employee standpoint?
1: Well, I think it really comes down to what we were talking about with control, right? I mean, when when we're trying to plan for retirements, who's going to care more about our future and our financial stability than us, Mm -hmm. right? No one. So if we give our money to someone else and let them charge us a fee to manage our future for us, that's a pretty scary thing. So, Early on in my in my career in investing, I guess you could call that, in a 401K, I realized that this was not going to get me where I wanted to go. Yeah. So that's how I met you, Patrick, and that's how I came into infinite banking was mm-hmm. I wanted to take more control. And as we bring this full circle, that's one of the key factors of infinite banking is the fact that not only are your investments based on probability and math mm-hmm. with guarantees behind mm-hmm. them, you also have control over your financial future, and you can use the strategy and the system to benefit you all the way throughout your life. And that's really what's what I like about infinite banking, and one of the key differences from a mutual fund,
0: where it's out of your control, and infinite banking where it's in your control. And I heard, and I guess maybe we can kind of clarify something because we sometimes get the question, well, or I get a, a, you know an, an email. My mutual fund insurance, and it's like, no, it's not a mutual fund. I mean, those even though the two words are are there, that they're probably as opposite as you uh, as you as you can be. So the idea behind a mutual fund has nothing to do with a mutual insurance company. So. That's, uh, I guess, one of those things that we can clear up. So, uh, Ryan, any final words before we sign off today? Well, you know, I just want to
1: thank everyone for listening. And as you start off 2014, we would love to help you, you know, take advantage of some of the great resources here that we offer with Infinite Banking and help you set in place something that truly can compound for you on the positive side for the rest of your life.
0: Cool. Thanks, man. Well, let's get maybe a couple of book recommendations. Um, if you want to go to a guy that has done – and we and i've I've had him on the podcast uh, a few times uh but it, it's been maybe a year and a half almost two years. Uh, but barry dyke 's books are are really good, and he he's the researcher of researchers of research I mean he goes into i mean some of the stuff that he comes across. I was reading his most recent book, and it 's just so much data there. but the premise of his book is exactly what we 've been talking about today, which is there 's this you know this culture in wall street and uh, and they make a ton of money and and do not perform there 's not much of a trade off whatsoever so that 's a good a good book recommendation. Um also go on to our uh, our blog. We've had some other things in the past, our YouTube channel as well. Um I'm trying to think of what other resources. There's a I I guess zerohedge.com is a is a decent research that a resource uh that'll just give you some insight into things that most people don't know about markets in general and the economy. Uh and then Seeking Alpha is also a pretty good website for for good information. So all right, well that's uh that's all that I that's all that I have. So if, uh, if you are a new listener, we do have quite a few uh, podcasts on our channel, so go back and listen to those. Um, and like I said in the beginning, check out some of our uh, online media resources to learn more about what Paradigm, Law, uh, Paradigm Life offers as a, as a service. Ryan, your are stud, man. Thank you for being with us uh, today, and we'll get you back on soon, okay? Sounds good. I appreciate it, Pat. All right, everyone. Have a great, uh, great New Year, and uh, wish you the best. Talk to you next time.